Hey guys, this is Jesus with the following Patreon listeners. Marius Salisbury, Ernie Carafa, Flower Arrangement, Call Me Ishmael, Michael Merwin, John H. Perry, Dana Schiffer, David Bellinger, John Zareb, and Tom Bransfield. Thanks for helping us see the world beyond. Oh shit. I don't belong on this boat. I don't belong. Sir! Sir, I don't belong on this boat. I'm... I don't know where the hell you... Where the hell you taking me? The entity is silent as the light gets brighter and brighter. And suddenly you feel feel a searing heat and a bright flash. You can still die as far as I'm aware. Although I don't know what death would mean for you here. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Fanable Podcast Network. This is Jesus and we're here to play the wonderful game... Of afterlife. Strangely, we're living to do this, but that's a we're we're doing it in preparation. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, seriously, so I'm here- who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> so I'm here. So I'm here with uh, Dan, Angela, and Billy to play this game, where you're all wandering souls, not going off to as your chosen afterlife, whatever it may be—heaven, hell, purgat- uh, resurrection. Who knows? And going to a world called Tenebris. A sort of purgatory where you guys are journeying on in this world to go to the to hopefully your next life if you survive the journey. Now this game has a particular form of character creation, which is sort of in universe, where basically characters roll and basically uh, talk about the memories that they have because they start out with barely anything, with not remembering anything about themselves. So let's start out. There is a boat. A smallish boat, uh, hold, large enough to hold maybe four people. But strangely enough, in, near the back of the boat is standing a cloaked, dark cloaked figure, maybe seven, six feet tall, completely covered in black robes. Uh, you can't see his face, like a dark void where his, its, its face is. And it's holding his hand what looks like a stick, a stick that's using to poke into the water and push that boat forward. And in suddenly pops three individuals who for the first time are just one moment there was nothingness. And next moment, three people pop in with no memory. I think right now what we look like is kind of – we look kind of like um, wisps that are barely there but that we are forming into something uh, before this creature's eyes. All right. So let's start with my life. Now, before we begin uh, these questions, I want to tell you that with each of these questions that I give you, it's going to give you something called a death mark, which you can see on your character sheet where it would go. And basically, with death marks, those are like sort of like tattoos on your body that over the course of the story start to like gain life and gives you special abilities over the course of the story because you're gaining more memories, gaining more power. All right? Okay. So I'm just telling you right now. Okay. So if we're going to start first with my life was... Uh, let's start with Angela, since you're the one that bought this game. I need you to roll 2d6. Tell me what the first result is and the second result. Oh, before we start, sorry. Uh, everyone has something called clarity. I'm going to say you have three points in it. Uh, basically, if for any of these rolls, you don't like the result, you can use one of those clarity points to basically get a free reroll. However, if you... Also, what you want to know is if you if you don't use those clarity points by the end, you can use those clarity points to move points around on your stats. Okay, so first we're going to do your core. My life was. So I need to roll 2d6 for me, Angela. I rolled a 6 and a 4. You could never live up to what they wanted for you. In what moment did you disappoint them most? And that's the question you have to answer right now. Sorry, I can never live up to what they wanted. It was how did I disappoint them most? How did they you disappoint them most? Now, you don't have to get super specific if you don't want to, but there's something in the back of your mind as we go on these journey. But I do answer now, right? Yes. And this is going to be part of the memories you resurrect over the course of the story. I didn't follow the career that my family wanted for me. Very good. All right. So for your core, 
Under body, put in the number two. Under mind, put in a number two. Under soul, put in a number two. And your death mark is a gold medal, which is very appropriate. All right. Next, uh, Dan. All right. What do I roll? What do I do? Two dice. Two D6. Two dice. All right. Let's see. Two D6. I got a three and a five. Three and five. There was an ancient power I understood and knew me. What truth did it sing? All right. Uh, that's a weird one. Uh, what truth did this ancient power that only I knew sing? Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm not going to say it sang the song that ends the world. That's another game. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it... It sang the notes. Uh, what I'm trying to put into words, and I'm failing completely, is that uh, whatever whatever it sang to me uh, showed that at at the base, all of us all of us sing in the same key, kind of. Very nice. No all matter right. the song, we they're all made of the same notes. Very nice. Go. All right. So body, mind, and soul are all two. All right. And what's my death mark? Your death mark is an open eye. My magic ass tattoo is an open eye. Yep. All right, Billy. One in a one, snake eyes. Oh, nice. I, you lived in destitution, your belly hungry, your skin yearning for shelter. You tried your best, and it never sufficed. Life was hard, sharp, and unyielding. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And unyielding. As a child, what was your most bitter disappointment? That I, ne- I never got to be a child. Your body is three, your mind is two, and your soul is one. And your, oh, okay, your death mark is a broken bottle. Great. Okay. Well, not, and not great, do- it's sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, so that's your life was. Now we're going to do what you learned. We're going to roll this five times, but we're going to do it one at a time for each. So, so first, uh, let's do Dan again. Yep, roll 2d6 for me. I I I got a one and a six, the top and the bottom. One and a six. There is a party, and your death mark is a cocktail glass. Fuck yeah! Now choose one of these. I love it here. I want to go home. My mind is elsewhere. My mind is definitely elsewhere. All right, gain a mind of one. So Actually, do I just add that to the two that I had before? No, that's a separate pool that you're going to add to attributes. But first, put it as like a separate pool. All right. For right now. So you have a my extra mind of ones that you can put somewhere. All right. Dan, do it one more time. All right. That's a six and a two. I was caught in a terrible lie. Your death mark for this one is a forked tongue. Which one? Choose one of these. And it made things worse? To another's detriment... At, or and fled for my life, and it made things worse. You add another my uh, add another dot to that mind pool to the side. One, uh, do it again. Three more right. to go. Two and a four. Two four. I was disgusted. Your death mark is a cloudy bottle. All right. Choose one with the person I trusted, by the group I was in, or by what I had to do. By the group I was in. Add one uh, one to soul. Not the course, that mm-hmm. like a separate pool yeah, that you yeah, can yeah. decide later. Okay, two more to go. Roll it for me, please. Six and a three. Six and a three. Six and a three. I couldn't stop punching. Your death mark is a fist. Choose one. It's what my body was trained to do, trapped in my anger, or until there was no longer a threat. Trapped in my anger. Ooh, I like that. Add another, yeah. Add another one to your soul. Was that five, right? Uh, no, that's four so far. Oh, okay, then do it one Inclu- more time. If, yeah, if I don't include that original open eye. No, yeah, yeah. The, the open eye is a separate thing. So, all right. So one last one. Uh, six and a two, which I think I rolled already before. Uh, yeah, you did already. So we're right, so something different. Let's see. Three and a two. Three and a two. Someone broke my trust. The death mark is a rib cage. 
Is it a mentor, a lover, or a family friend? A mentor. Add one to your mind pool. Dope. Okay, so all those stats mm-hmm. go into your attributes. To the side, maneuver, overcome, withstand, all that stuff to the right, side, right, you see? Right. So basically, for example, if you have body two, like uh, the extra pool, you put one in something and one in something else, or you could put two in maneuver if you wanted, up to gotcha, you. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So I'll let you that. decide that. Yep. yep. All right, Angela, you're next. All right. First 2d6, please. Six and a six. I cleverly discovered something. This death mark is a magnifying glass. Choose one. Of terrible knowledge, of terrifying might, or of a lost power. The first is terrifying knowledge. A terrifying, of terrifying knowledge, yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Mind one. One more time, please. All right. Next time is a six and a one. Six and a one. I was caught in a burning room. Your death mark for this is a blazing inferno. Okay, so was it with something valuable? With someone I cared for or with no escape? With no escape. Body one. Give me another roll. Five and a three. I am lost in the woods. Deathmark is a barren tree. Is it with something chases me, looking for something, or looking for someone? Uh, looking for something. Mind one. Uh, two more, I think. So, 2d6, please. Five and a five. I was a coward. Your deathmark for this is a lion. My family suffered, I lost everything, or it paid off for me. I want to use one of those clarity points. Fair enough. Okay. Let's re-roll. One and a two. I brutally killed someone. Your death mark for this is murder weapon in, per- in, uh, in, bi- in brackets. Basically, you don't know what it is until that memory pops up. It was a crime of passion. They had it coming, or it was an accident. It was a... It was an accident. Okay. Uh, Body one. Was that four or five? That is one, two, three, four. One more. Four and a six. Four and a six. I played a game of life and death. Your death mark for this is a skull poker chip. Nice. I beat it with my mind. I beat it with my strength. Or I beat it with willpower. I beat it with my mind. Mind one. All right. David. I'm sorry, David. Sorry. Billy. Jesus. Uh, uh, Four and a three. Four and a three. One second. Four and a three. I woke up in a dirty gutter. Your death mark for this is a pool of water. With something I stole, you stole? Screaming in rage or with blood on your lips? Something I stole. Your mind won. Uh, six and a one. Uh, already chosen. Pick something else, please. <clears throat> five and a five? Already five done. and a five. It wasn't the one you gave up you- on? Oh, it could have been the one I gave up on. So I'll take- oh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was a coward. So yes, you want to pick correct. that one? Oh, well, yeah, what was it? I was a coward. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, your death mark for this is a lion. Choose. My family suffered. I lost everything, or it paid off for me. Paid off for me. Mind one. Okay. Okay. Uh, one more roll. Or how many more rolls? Three. Three more rolls. Six then. and a two. Six and a two. No, I think uh, I was caught in terrible lie. Was chosen already. I think there's this alternate list. I'm going to go to that one. One second, because we keep. Uh, nope, that's a different list. Four and a four. Death. Yep. Ah, here we go. Four and a four. Alternate list. Love it. Okay, four and a four. I despise the dirt on me. What? Your death. I despise the dirt on me. Your death mark for this is a field. From my job. From an accident, or from a terrible fate? I despise the dirt on me. 
Uh, for my job. Body one. Four and a three. I experienced a birth. Your death mark for this is a stork. Of my child, of my newest invention, of an unnatural power. A uh, child. Soul one. And one more roll. Six and a two. Six and a two. There we go. I travel to a new home. Your death mark for this is a carriage. I had to flee my old one. The disaster struck on the way. Or my new home was my hope. Uh, Flee my last one. Okay. Flee your last one. Mind one. Okay. Okay. Was that all five? Okay. One second. And just like I said, use those points that you got from this part to go into your attributes, however you want. But as long as they're linked, as long as they're linked to that whatever uh, core stat is there. Now the last three are what I know now. These are inherent truths about yourself. So Dan again, roll for me two d six. Six and a six. Magic shapes me. Okay, yeah, sure. This this is perfect for you. Your death mark is the moon. Baboon. Roll it again. It's a five and a four. I was cruel. Your death mark is a dead mouse. All right. Um, again. Mm-hmm. Three and a five. Three and a five. I had no family. Your your death mark is a blank crest. Angela? Four and a one. I had a large family. Your death mark is tally marks. Six and a four. I hated where I was. Your death mark is stars. Two and a five. I found true love. Your death mark is a heart. Billy? Uh, three and a two. Three and a two. Anger drove me. Your death mark is scorched earth. Five and a five. My heart was torn between two. Your death mark is a potion bottle. And the last one. Six and a six. Dan, I got that. Two and a one. Yep. Two and a one. Okay. I needed to succeed. Your death mark was a dove. Okay. Now, with those clarity points, you have the opportunity to move some of those attribute points to to something else if you wanted to. So if you had one dot in maneuver or one dot in apply that you, you feel like could be used someplace else instead, you can move it there instead if you want to. Depending on how many clarity points you have, they're one for one. Can we move it to a completely different section? Like I had no points in soul, so could I move something from? I'll yeah, sure. I mean that would only, that's the only way it makes sense because yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, because it, then it's just like, what's the point of clarity there? <laughs> You're true, very, true, very true. Very mm-hmm. true. And if I don't use those points, do I get to keep them for something else? Or nope, you have to use them, or they disappear. To, then I'll let them disappear. I'm fine with it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess I. Uh, I moved one thing, but. Yeah, I should have just. Okay. I should use my clarity, but okay, cool. Great. So, with that, you guys form into being, and suddenly appear in a boat. Yeah, my the 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 wisps uh, slowly, uh, I guess, uh, condense and uh, transform until they are beings, and I guess my character right now. Um, he comes out of this, uh, and what he looks like is almost kind of like a 1970s gambler. He has the white suit, white pants, uh, white fedora, uh, white fedora. Uh, he has about a five o'clock shadow, uh, a, a smile that could probably charm way too many people if he attempted to use it, and a glint in his eye that shows that he likes a, a gamble. And 
uh, on his uh, the side of his head uh, under his hat, partially obscured by his blonde uh, blonde hair, is a tattoo of a bottle that looks to be shattered. Uh, I guess for myself, I'm gonna say uh, my character he uh, appears, uh, takes shape, form. Um, he is tall and lanky with uh shoulder length brown hair um a very light scruffy beard clear blue eyes um and he is dressed in uh sort of white flowing like loose pants and a loose shirt uh loose you know t- uh, white undershirt and a white uh dress shirt unbuttoned draped over that um and he is I mean, he he basically looks like hip, kind of a, a, a hipster Jesus a little bit. And the final collection of wisps that coalesce uh, coalesce into a haggard-looking young woman. Her hair is lank and stringy, and you think maybe it was once blonde, but it looks like it hasn't been washed maybe ever. Her cheeks are sunken in, or her eyes are deep set. Uh, Her skin is sallow and dry, and she just looks like she has seen or experienced or done things, or maybe all three, that no human should have to endure. And uh, you see upon her, uh, through through holes in her clothing, her threadbare worn clothing, you know, a variety of tattoos, including a gold medal. Before we continue, I want to say that this is what your wanderers know right off the bat. You are dead. You are heading to a place you do not belong. There is no way to escape this boat. And you can't remember how you died. Do we know our names? No. Well, actually, there's no rule against... You know what I'm going to say? Well, yes. I would say no. I mean, I think it's kind of cool if okay. we have to come up with our own name. Okay, you know what? Fine. I mean, you that do could not be, know yeah, your names. That could be one of the things the guy doing the boat tells us to. <clears throat> yep, so give me a second. I'm going to scroll down. So, yeah. So, that's what you guys pop on and you see a guy in a dark cloak as a ferryman. Well, uh, she, well, and of course my character looks around confused before rubbing at his five o'clock shadow and says, this ain't the boat cruise I paid for. Gracious. Oh shit. I don't belong on this boat. I don't belong. Sir, sir, I don't belong on this boat. I'm, I don't know where the hell you, where the hell you taking me? Where you need to go. Where I need to go is, well, this ain't don't look like no pearly gates, and that's where the fuck I supposed to be. Who the fuck are these people? You see the entity look at you and come close. He lets go of that stick, and the stick is still moving on its own. He goes, hand goes into his cloak, and Billy, we're going to do your approach. What is what is your highest core? Mind, soul, or body? Mind. Uh, my core is up. I'm sorry. Body. Body. Yes. He pulls out what looks like a sword, and you know, looking at it, it is yours. It is your weapon in this world. But what does it look like to you? What do you mean that? Like, describe the sword, it's, or describe the sword. His sword shifts to what fits you. So it could, like, like I said, it's it, it's. It's a sword. It's a sword, but, but it, it doesn't have look to look like something. It, it could look like a frying pan if I wanted to. Yes, essentially. It looks like a uh, pool cue. A sharpened. And he slowly ha- a, shor- a sharpened pool. Co- uh, it looks like a sharpened but well-oiled pool cue. He gives it to you. Hands it to you. What the fuck is? It? What the fuck is this? So, Yours. Oh, so it's some sort of consolation prize for what? Not winning the Pearly Gate Award is bullshit. And he slumps down onto a bench nearby. Mm-hmm. And he, the entity leaves us to the side. Who talks next? Uh, so uh, my character, uh, you know, uh, Discount Jesus, he uh, 
he's just been he watches all this quietly with a kind of a saddened expression and uh, once uh once the pool cue wielder uh sits down <laughs> he uh he kind of like nods himself goes yeah no, i'm definitely not on the right boat but that i suppose that checks out and uh turns to the ferryman uh to the you know the weird figure and goes like all right i'm gonna assume you've got a present for me as well what is your highest score, Dan? I have all scores equal. I have broken your game. <laughs> you Then you get to choose which is your approach. Body, okay. mind, or soul? I'ma say soul. He goes into and brings out what is essentially the concept of a shield. What does it look like to you as he hands it over? Huh. The concept of a shield. I'm gonna say it... It looks like a mask. It looks like a, a a blank harlequin mask with just two dark uh, little eye-shaped holes where the eyes would be. And he hands it to you. All right. I'm not going to put this on yet because I don't know what the hell it does, but <sighs> all right. Yep. And the entity looks at Angela. Uh, my character is... Sitting on one of those those benches uh, that probably maybe it's a small boat, so it's probably the same one that pool cue guy flopped onto. And so she's sitting at the other end, drawn into herself, making herself as small and out of the way as possible. And she's kind of looking soulfully, mournfully, wistfully, something like that over the edge of the boat, her hand draped over the edge, but not quite touching whatever it is that they are sailing on. You didn't hear the entity move, but it's suddenly next to you and looking down upon you. What is your highest core, Angela? Mine is also all equal, so just to balance the party, I am going to say mind. So we've got one of each. His hand goes into his cloak and pulls out a bow. What does it look like to you? Nice. It looks like... It is extremely high-tech, uh, like, crossbow. It completely contrasts with her humble and ragged appearance. You know, it's all highly polished carbon fiber. I feel like that's something I've heard uh, used to describe <laughs> bows and arrows. Uh, polished and and chrome, shiny and chrome, and uh, just very very advanced for crossbow technology. Very nice. And he hands it to you. What the hell are we supposed to be doing with this? Survive. What the hell is all done? What does that mean? We're in the middle of a goddamn boat. What, are you going to throw us overboard? Is this what it's all about? Yeah, my character is looking out. What's around them right now? Like... Do do I see, are we in the middle of an ocean? Are we in the middle of a lake? Is it dark, too dark to tell? You can't see. You it's hard, too dark to tell. You can't see far. You look down at the waters, and it's it's just waters of what looks like pure blackness. But you can only see the waters uh, beyond maybe like five or six feet, and beyond that is just pure blackness. Okay, so I want each of you to roll. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna do it one at a time. So first, uh, Billy. Roll a 2d6 for me, please. Three and a one. Three and a one. Nice. All right, uh, Angela? Five and a five. And Dan? Uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. Got a four and a two. Four and a two. The entity once again puts his hands into his cloak, and before you... Billy pulls out two items. One is a, what looks like a strange tattered map. Uh, what looks like yellowish pages rolled up. And the other object is a, a what looks like dirty aged bandages. And he looks at you and says, choose. I ain't fucking touching no, I ain't fucking touching no disgusting bandages, that's for sure. Give me the goddamn map, I'm gonna be stuck here. You take the map, you gain the ability Leyline, which we'll go to in a second. 
Angela, before you, he presents a rusty chisel and a glass eye. Choose. She morosely takes the chisel. You gain the ability Mirage Craft. And for you, Dan. Yes, sir. You see before you a silver cog and a broken puppet. Mm. Choose. And uh, this checks out. He reaches out and uh, grabs the broken puppet. Yeah! You gain the ability puppetry. Off the penis. Got it. Nice. Okay, so first off, uh, Billy. What Billy did you get again? Leyline. Leyline. Leyline going down the list. Do do do. Do do do. And your approach was sword, correct? Yes. Choose one. Take on the habits of a culture, take on the personality of a being, or physically blend into the scenery. Uh, take on the personality. Perfect. Okay. Of a being. Angela, what was yours again? My what? Mirage craft, right? Yes, that's yes. mirage craft, sorry. And you are a bow, yes. so choose one. You can change an emotion, change a thought, or change a dream. I'll uh, change an emotion. You can change emotions. Okay, Dan, you had puppetry. Yeah. Choose one. Dampen all sound. Create deafening sound. Hear what others cannot. Oh, that last one, definitely. <laughs> that yeah, fits you. Hear what take. others cannot. All right. all right. Now, the really fun part, the Numenera-esque part, we're going to roll for a curiosa. A random object that might be able to help you, or is just weird. Like, sort of like uh, oddities in Numenera. So, for Billy. Let's see here. Roll 2d6 for me, please. A one and a one. Snake eyes. This seems to just... Gala clothes and fancy shoes, which appears a former clothing of any place you visit. So what was it again? Like, like I have a, I have nice, I have a nice suit and shoes. Yep, that appear as a former clothing of any place you visit. Of any yes, place I look? visit, so like it changes. Yes, uh-huh. it changes. Yes. One in a five. One in a five. <laughs> Unicorn horn with one last magical spell. If you want, you can reroll that. No, I will not. Okay. <laughs> Alright, and for myself, I got a two and a two. Fifty feet of a light, thin rope. <laughs> You're ready to play D&D. <laughs> exactly. Fifty feet of rope. Right below that is a ten-foot pole. Ten-foot uh, pole. I feel like Dan yeah. and I are supposed to switch. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to have the fucking unicorn horn. <laughs> You can always switch. They're, they're not tied to you in any way. They're just random objects. Okay. And that's object received. And then the entity goes back to the boat and starts still slowly moving the boat forward. I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't know who the fuck I am. Anybody knows their name? Does anybody got any goddamn ID on them? What's a name? I check my pockets and assume there's none. Jesus Christ on a cracker. Well, I can't just not call you something. You can call me, and he squinces up his face as if he's trying to remember. His, but he finally just kind of slumps his shoulder and says, I "Keep on trying to remember my name." But the only thing I can keep on thinking of is that goddamn musical I used to see sometimes. Uh, guys and dolls. Call me Sky, Sky Masterson. I guess I'll go by J. I'm... I'm... And she shrugs, looks down, sees the gold medal tattoo. I'm Goldie. And with your names established, you suddenly notice... You were in blackness. Before I had this, only a dot of light. What the hell is that? Is that the fucking Pearl of Gates? Is this the fucking Welcome Crew? This is bullshit. I don't deserve this, I don't think. The entity is silent as the light gets brighter and brighter. 
And suddenly you feel a, sear- feel a searing heat and a bright flash. And one minute you're on the boat, and the next you're standing on a desert. Uh, is there a beach or a desert? Desert. Well, that's jarring. I spin around looking for any sign of the boat, but we're in a desert, so I'm guessing I don't see it. You do not. Well, shit. 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 He says as he kicks, as Sky says as he kicks the side of a sand dune. Well, it's just goddamn perfect. I'm stuck here with Goldie and Jay. Or you could say Goldie and Jay are stuck here with you. Either way, anybody got an idea which direction we need to go on? I look around, see if we see anything in any direction. You do start looking around, and you do no, you feel like noticing on a to the eastward direction. If you think it's eastward, maybe you can't really tell. You do see what looks like possibly a a town of some sort. But as you look further, he's like, "Oh, town next to." That's a big chasm. Like, like it seems like there's a like it often just is a, a town on the edge of a chasm. Hey Zeus, I'm going to pull out that map that was given to me, and I'm going to unroll it to see if I can possibly, possibly figure out where the Ooh. hell we are. You know, I know all around me is sand dunes and chasms and uh, a town, but maybe that's enough to figure out a location. I'm just going to let that happen. Yeah, you look, you look at the map. And it doesn't say any words, or anything at least you can understand. There's a lot of symbols. But as you look at it, you realize that one of the symbols seems brighter than the other ones. Like its color is deeper. And it gets deeper. And it's in, you realize that symbol is the town. Like it's leading you somewhere. Well, shit. I'll settle for anything goddamn for one second. I got sand in my shoes, and if I sit down, I'm going to have sand in my keister. Come on! And yeah, we're heading towards that town, or at least uh, Sky is. Uh, he seems like a man who doesn't wait to be told what to do. He just goes and does it. So that's what he's doing. He's heading off towards the town, maybe taking a few steps before turning around and like kind of giving you guys a shit eating, uh, kind of giving you guys a confused look as in like, why the fuck are you that far behind? Come on. And then he keeps on marching again. Yeah, Jay, Jay glances over at Goldie and sort of like raises an eyebrow at her and like questioningly, like I say, shall we? She shrugs. All right, and with that, uh, yeah, Jay uh, starts following along, and then Goldie will take up the rear. Okay, our marching orders. Roll it. Yeah. <laughs> Fight. Billy no, declared he was can... first in, the, in order, so I feel like anything <laughs> first. All right, maybe you bring out the hex screen. Give me a second. Yeah, right. yeah, and you guys walking over towards the town as you get close you realize uh that the town itself is very seems very private it's, you feel like you see people entering and leaving the town there seems to be what looks like a small road with what looks like paved by uh what looks like numerous merchants then as you get close you realize that the town itself seems very colorful that uh like the walls seem to be like graffitied of some sort and there seems to be like sort of like in the center some sort of tent city as you walk get closer and you start seeing some of the people around. And you notice people that, as far as you can tell, a lot of them look human. But others seem to be very unhuman. There's an entity that is, the upper half is a, the upper half is humanoid. Looks like a human person. The other, lower half, very snake-like. But everyone, no one else seems to, to notice them as they get, keep going along. Jesus Christ. What is this, a hive of scum and villainy? He says as he marches down that road, just looking more annoyed that a person that is half human, half snake even exists than like being afraid of it. This is bullshit to him. This whole thing is bullshit. <laughs> oh, my luck, I'm stuck in a goddamn coma. Makes fucking sense. And then, deep down, it doesn't. He knows he's dead, but he just shakes his head, spits to the side, and keeps on walking. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you two? You got anything you remember? Not much at all. And honestly, none of this makes sense. Which makes its own sort of sense, I suppose. That makes no goddamn sense. What about you? See, now you're getting it. 
he shoots Dan. He shoots Jay a look as if like I don't. I'm not amused by you. But then he doesn't. He doesn't push it. He looks over towards Goldie and raises his own eyebrow. What about you, Peaches? Nothing. Nothing. Jesus Christ. Well, at least you guys got me for company. And yeah, he keep he keeps walking. Jesus, we're going into the town. Goldie looks around for okay. the sweet release of death. <laughs> you already experienced this, it, baby. This is the sweet release <laughs> of death, sadly. Have I? Have <laughs> <laughs> I? Right, and you continue into the town. And as you enter the town, like I said, there seems to be numerous uh, smallish tents with people ser- selling various wares. Well, some looks like food. Uh, some looks like like some sort of uh, ra- random items they need for the desert travel, things of that sort. We're standing there like the biggest tourist that you can imagine. Like it is clear as day that we are unbelievably new to what we just stepped into. Perhaps we're fresh off the boat. Yeah, we. <laughs> so I don't know if it's so much us going to people, uh, rather uh-huh. than if these people have dealt with people like us before, uh, they might yeah, be like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. these guys, th- this is happening yep. again." So we yep. look. You could, I, 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 at least for me, I know I look confused and bewildered as hell. Yeah, you see uh, uh, what looks like a snake person. Uh, top half what looks like a Caucasian woman with brownish hair starts slither over to you. You three look lost. Got it in one. <laughs> Wanderers, I assume. Yeah, I think you're right on that. It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. This mm-hmm. is uh, the or a afterlife, and somehow capitalism still exists. Oh god. Damn. She rolls her eyes. This is Tenebris, not this afterlife you speak of. What the hell uh, is a Tenebris? Teneb- what the hell is a Tenebris? My home. Our home. You two, we call you wanderers, you travel in and out of Us it. Us three. <laughs> I look back to see if Goldie's just running towards the hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goldie's still there, but she definitely is the type that fades into the background. <sighs> come, come into, come, come over here, and she leads you towards uh, what looks like a smallish home. Well, we got no other place to go, and he follows her. And as soon as he steps into, you said an awning, hmm? a smallish home. Yeah, as soon as he steps, yeah, as soon as he steps into the home, he takes off his fedora, rubs his mm-hmm. fingers, runs his fingers through his uh, brown, golden brown locks. And just mm-hmm. mumbles, Christ, it's hot as hell out there. She enters the home, and like the home itself, uh, you quickly realize uh, it's a very relatively spacious home of very few chairs because she's a snake; she doesn't need one. But she's able to pull together some pillows to make a sort of uh, so make a sort of like story circle in the middle of the in the middle of the living room. Please take a seat, Goldie. Well. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, like a goddamn kindergarten circle. He says as he flops down on the pillow. Yeah, JJ sits down, uh, uh, you know, like legs crossed, almost in a in a yoga meditation type position. Mm-hmm. I keep on waiting for Dan to pull a Jason uh, Mendoza and say, listen, dude, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like the entire time you described your character, I'm like, he's Jason Mendoza. <laughs> Florida man. Okay. Sorry, Jesus, yep. go on. Not a problem, is that? All right, all right. So I'm assuming you're new to Tenebris. I give or take 15 minutes or whatever passes for time here. <laughs> we were on a boat, and some ah. cloaked son of a bitch gave us a bunch of gifts, and then suddenly we just had a flash, and we were right in the middle of a goddamn desert. Hmm. Very well. I'm able to answer some questions for you, if you wish, as long as you're willing to pay the price. Oh, of course. What, what's what's the price? Yeah, yeah. I heard you, Jay. I heard you. What's the price? Mm-hmm. Here? A story. I don't know any stories. Okay, I got a story I can piece together. Pull out of my ass. But that gives me a couple questions, right? They'll give you a few questions, yes. Okay. There once was a woman who uh, was putting a damper on all sorts of partying going on. One of these partiers got tired of it. So he goes to this fella and he says to take her and they make a a bet with each other. 
And he says, you know, you can't seduce this woman and take her someplace far away. This other fellow, the gambler, he uh, can't help but take the challenge because he's a dumbass. He talks to this woman with a, a smile and a glint in his eyes and she falls for it. Convinces her to go off. Convinces her to go off to this magical paradise. But while he's doing that, what he don't realize was it wasn't really a bet. It was to allow for these partiers to have a party. And the woman finds out and uh, she feels betrayed and and he pauses as he kind of squints, not fully remembering the end. And uh and I suppose he uh the man dies in the dirty water. Despising the dirt on his hands. The end. Does that get me goddamn question or not? That it does. That it does. And for a brief second you feel like something is lifted from you. You don't know exactly what it was. Thank you. Right. Anyways, uh, what do you mean, wanderers? Is that just you being poetic, or do, do people come, like us drop get dropped off around here all the time? Yes, uh, I've talked to many of your some of your kind before. You come in and and wander through these lands to reach your, I believe it's called a requiem to finally have the ability to move on to your requested afterlife. Okay, okay, no, I understand what's going on here right now. Okay, okay, so we're not in the afterlife, but we are dead. And there's some, we, okay, this is a fucking good You seem very dirty. alive to me, but if you wish to be dead, that is fine. You can still die, as far as I'm aware. Although, I don't know what death would mean for you here. But, you're saying that this ain't this ain't the end. This is just the the start of a, this is a a fun little happy disguise of of an ending. But in what you're really saying is is there is actually pearly gates or whatever the fuck we believe in waiting for us if we just complete this journey. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I that's what I was told. Fuck yeah. That's what that's what Sky likes to hear. Now, baby doll, could you tell uh, old Sky here uh, where the fuck am I supposed to go? I have his map here, and every it just looks like peaches and cream to me, left and right. That uh, I cannot truly tell you. All I know is that generally your people look for limbos, doors found throughout these lands. In these limbos, you gain. The ability to regain bits of yourselves, memories. If you gain enough of these memories up here, you can regain yourselves. Okay. Memories. I don't remember dick about anything, but apparently I remember a goddamn musical that I think I hated the entire time. So what the hell's up with that? Why can we remember some shit, not other shit? Like important shit, like my goddamn name. She shrugs. I do not know. What the hell are you? Are, were you human? Were you, were you? She looks at you insulted. Yeah, well, I look at her with the same disdain because I am taking on her personality. <laughs> I am a Nagin. One of the first races in this world. Races. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're in some sort of, he looks towards Jay and squints. I don't know. We're in some sort of journey. What? This purgatory. That's what I assume. He's looking towards Jay because Jay looks the most like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay is just there, kind of watching placidly, and uh, he goes, um, uh, "I noticed you answered." Uh, a whole lot of questions for just that one story, so you're you're a terrible haggler first. Uh second off I suppose if we must regain our memories and move on, which sounds fine to me, for whatever this place is for one thing I do know is it's not where I'm supposed to be and pretty sure not where 
my brand new best friends are supposed to be either. So, is there anybody around here that normally helps people like us? I like that. I like that a lot, Jay. Good thinking. Look, good thinking. Good head on your shoulders, buddy. Hmm. Well, I am aware that there is a few of your kind here, I believe. Maybe one or two. Uh, what were they called? What were they called again? Uh, were they devout? I think is what their organization is called. You can speak with them. It's a devout. Hmm. Yes. Something about that feels right. Ugh. Gives me a sick feeling in my stomach, but hell, the this entire thing does. Goldie, you got any questions for uh, Medusa here? No. I just want to go. Jesus Christ, you can speak more than one word of sentence. Hallelujah. Jay sort of chuckles at that. Where's the devout? Where can we find him? Walk this path for about uh, 20 minutes. It'll be a, a large uh, two-story building with what looks like uh, much of your religious iconography. So just look for religious iconography. Yes. All right. Hopefully we can all recognize a symbol when we find it. Okay. Thank you very much. We appreciate uh, the pillow talk. And he stands up and he starts heading out. Once again, not waiting for permission, just going through with it. And you hear that? She goes, pillow talk. I like that. Yeah. As we leave, yeah, uh, uh, Jay kind of pauses and turns at the door and uh, clasps his hands and bows lightly. Namaste. And, uh, <laughs> and then heads out. All right. You guys head out to the market. Indeed. All right. So, okay. I don't know uh, shit for crepes here. So I think from now until we decide to go our own ways, we all stick close together. Is that agreed? Okay. Well, I suppose that works for me. Okay. It's better to be with others than alone in a place where and he kind of looks at the at the market stalls and tries to spot what kind of what they use for money around here you look into the market stalls and you see what looks like these small white uh coins of some sort right someone people like us without any of that currency all right, so he says something about the devout, which makes I just want you to know that name gives me a whole bunch of heebie-jeebies in places that only my doctor's allowed tickling. So uh, let's be on our toes, ladies and gentlemen. And they're moving to the left down a path for twenty minutes, hopefully until uh, until they find a two-story building with iconography that they recognize. Yep, and you eventually you do reach there, and you do see, like I said, iconography. Of various religious faiths, all over, plastered all over it. Yeah, we, we, we as we as we get to the front of the the, the building, we see all the the religious icons. Uh, uh, Jay uh, Jay kind of looks it over, and uh, he focuses on one in specific uh, for a bit, but he doesn't point it out to the rest of them. And then uh, turns to the others go and goes. So I asked for people who help people like us. I have a feeling we're about to walk into some place where we should definitely keep our wits about us. Yeah, I'm feeling a pl- I'm feeling a puckering like a son of a bitch myself. Poetically said. And uh, he, he glances to Goldie and uh, and uh, and uh, nudges his head over in the direction of the building, and again, kind of like silently asking, "Shall we?" Goldie will. Goldie will walk ahead. And I will bravely use her as a shield. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Jay, Jay will Jay will walk uh, along and uh, tr- try and catch up to Goldie. He he doesn't want to leave her uh, leave her alone. Hmm. All right, you enter into the building, and when you enter the building, it is rather spacious, but it looks like it hasn't been lived in for long. And you see one person uh, sitting in a chair, what seems to be writing in a book. Uh, it's, it's a large, dark-skinned gentleman. Um, hello? Yes. Yes, is this the headquarters or meeting place or whatever of the devout? 
Yes. Uh, I'm assuming... Are you one of us? I very well may be. We're fresh off a boat, Padre. Uh, we, we're here. Oh, new, new wanderers. Welcome, welcome. You're lucky that, I, that I'm here. I'm the only devout in this corner, you know, before I have to go off and wander again uh-huh. for the journey. I, but how, how can I help? Do you, do you want to join us? Not necessarily. Just, We're looking for help, most certainly. We, well, of course, I'm here to help you with, on your journeys to wherever your afterlife is supposed to be. Oh, okay, that. That right there. That is the most important thing we want to get to. Uh, we want to figure out a way to get there as quickly and as seamlessly as possible. It is usually not that simple. It depends on the people and where you can find along the way. You have to travel to a limbo or other limbos. Find them on your journeys between mirages. What the hell's a limbo? Oh, right, you're new. Very. Okay, uh, so there's some terms you are familiar with I'm going to have to explain. Uh, mirage is any points around where we are currently. This town. Mm-hmm. Every mirage, every town you go to is different, with different peoples in it. There's a common people, like the Nagi, Urs- the Ursi, and the Kin that you've seen outside, the human-looking ones. Mm-hmm. But there's other, might be other entities. This world is very diverse. Honestly, if you speak to any of these people here and say that we come from a world with only one race, they look at you weirdly, like it's the weirdest thing they've ever heard. I don't see race. <laughs> 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 that just popped out automatically so that that, that, that <laughs> proves some troubling things about old sky masterson <laughs> but limbos are sort of uh doors the people of this world of tenebris can't see them can't even go near them they they all sort of pass through only we humans can see them and go in them limbos there are many theories about what they are but I believe, personally, that they're afterlives. Maybe other people's afterlives that you're able to pop into and live in for a while. For a while. And is there that... Well, not a while. Maybe, like, depends. Maybe a couple of hours. Maybe a day. But there's usually... You go there and you explore it and discover something about it. And usually in one of these places, you get a, a remnant of a memory. One of you, at least, gets a remnant of a rem- memory to help you on your journey. To release your death mark. On your skin. De- death mark? Skin? Look at... He, he points... Look at your skin, and you see... On your skin, you see, like, the barest images of tattoos. Jesus. The, the, and you see... All over your body, like, once you get a death mark, one of those releases. And you see it fully. You gain strength from it, from your memories. Your journey is for you to go to these limbos, regain your memories, and gain enough self-awareness to go to your proper afterlife, wherever it may be. That's what we're here for, because we believe that once your journey is done, you go to an afterlife. That's what all this is about. Seems like a lot of trouble to go through, rather than just sending us where we need to go. Jay, he is speaking my goddamn mind like he's a fortune teller. Jay, great look, great instincts. Well, well, I I can't help you too much, but I do might know the location of a limbo you could go to. Wait, wait. I suppose it's a start. But why can't you help us too much? You're the devout. Ain't you supposed to be here to help us, but now you're putting limitations on it? Well, no, it's not that I don't want to help you. Is that... Oh, we ain't paid the tithe, I see. I, I see what's going on. How this? Go? I know how this goes. I'm not not a tithe. It's just you know, as fellow humans, we should help each other out on occasion. And I have a bit of trouble that you are conveniently here to help me with. And not only will I show you the location limbo, I will also give you some coin because I'm assuming since you're fresh off the boat, you have no coin to buy food. And starvation is really a threat here. But we can, you may be. We can die. You can die. Yes. Horseshit. That's that's just what she said. She just said that we could die. No, she said maybe we could die. She said death was a thing. Now I got com- I'm getting it confirmed from a fellow human being here. This is part of our journey towards the other side. 
going through all the all the things we have to go through in life just to reach that final point. So if you'll help me, I will lead you on the way and also give you money. I suppose we can use whatever help we can get. And he, he turns to uh, to the guy whose name we don't have yet and, mm-hmm. uh, and goes, All right, so how many rats are in your basement? Rats? Uh, what do you need help with? Well, I need, um... I need help convincing someone to go. Go where? One one of us. One, a, a fellow human. Mm-hmm. But one spewing his uh, aberrant philosophy that makes me uncomfortable. Well, what's, he, what's he spewing? Well, he's a... Right, you don't know. Well, there's us who devote, who naturally believe that we go to the afterlife after we we die. Or, I'm sorry, we continue, finish our journey. There are aberrants who believe, fellow humans, fellow wanderers, not unrequited wanderers, uh, who believe that um, when we comp- we're actually, this is sounds going to sound silly, that this journey is about fattening us up. Fattening us up? That we continue our journey, and once we're full and reach our work, we go through and we're fed to a giant demon. Jesus Christ, are you serious? Is that a possibility? That's a nightmare I don't need to consider at this I, point in my life. On life. Oh that's my what God, they believe, that's not what we believe. I mean, why would he go through this journey just to fatten up for a demon to eat us? That makes no sense. Neither does us having to do a goddamn journey to get the pearly gates, but here we are. Either way, he has been here for, some would say, way too long. Because if you don't move on as a wanderer from place to place, Tenebris tends to suck you in. What? Taking bits of you, unless you continue on your journey. What's the end result of that? You become unrequited. You, 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 you lose yourself to Tenebris. We don't belong here as a people. Tenebris takes you in and eventually eats you up from the inside. Unless you continue. If you stay if you don't want to stay in one place too long. Otherwise, you become a hate filled thing. And I suppose this uh friend of yours is uh, on his way there. He can't guarantee it, but I feel he is close. I'm he is I, f- I do not want him hurt, if possible, but I do feel like he should be urged on. Whatever he believes, he does not deserve be- to become an unrequited. Alright, so you want us to give him some encouraging words and try to convince him that on the other side of the, the that dinner bell ain't a hungry demon. They're going to consume him up. I do not... It's strange. There, I have seen other aberrants that gleefully continue on their journey. He is not one of them. There's some that believe that going into the void is worthwhile. Finally, final oblivion, and they go in whittlingly. But apparently this one's, this aberrant's philosophy has changed somehow. All right, well, Jay, Goldie, do you want to tell, talk to a fella about his belief structure? Oddly enough, yeah. Yeah, I do. All right, Jay, I'm going to follow your lead on this one, but this is... I just need to just know that we're just doing this in order to get the location of a limbo. And you are sure you got a location of a limbo, right? I do know where it is. Okay, you ain't bullshitting us. And we're also going to get paid, right? I will give you coin. How much? Uh, A substantial amount. I need to. Come on, man. We're 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 both dealing and wheeling and dealing people. I need you say substantial amount, and next thing I know, I find out you're a beggar, and you come at me and you say five coins are a substantial amount. The way I was looking at it, hey, this I'm going to be as I was passing through the marketplace, my character was definitely looking at prices, like you know, and trying to get a kind of an idea of like what's the cost of a banana? Ten white things. Uh, (laughs) He's just kind of basically trying to figure out the economics of food, like how much should a substantial amount of food cost considering what you what your your character has acted like so far i'm gonna say you can get a general idea 
of like that you would say like a substantial amount would probably be like 15 coins each. I think overall uh, 15 coins each is a uh, perfectly reasonable number uh, if we do this job for you. He looks at you. That sounds reasonable. All right, then. We we reached an accord, as they say. 15 coins. And we will convince your friend not to uh, linger any longer. Where can we find him? On the far corner of town, actually near the chasm. You'll find him there. Uh, just sitting... He Most of the time, he just sits there uh, on the edge of the chasm. Legs just on... the just out in open air. It disturbs me. What's in the chasm? No one knows. Just blackness. No one has gone down there. Anyone who has tried has not returned. Oh, this place just keeps on getting better and better. All right. All right. We'll be back in... Uh, what time is it? I say as I look out the window and try to find the sun. Uh, you do not find it. And it is uh, probably... He looks probably around two-ish. Is there no sun in this goddamn place? What's what's? Does it get dark ever, or are we going to be stuck? It in does this get heat? dark. It does get dark, and there is heat. But there's no sun. Sun. Ugh! And he just kind of shakes his head and just walks towards the door. Come on, Jay Goldie, you got my six. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay, Jay, uh, uh, b- before he leaves, he's going to pause and look back at the guy. And go, I don't suppose you uh, have any pamphlets or anything like that? Oh, yes. And he goes to a corner. And he, he hands you what looks like a piece of paper that you realize he wrote in. Mm-hmm. And hands it to you. Handy. I will be <laughs> sure to read this. Yes. Namaste. Namaste. Goldie just follows behind. Hey everybody, this is Billy from Fandible Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We loved having you here. If you want to follow more of Fandible's crazy hijinks, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible or at Facebook at Fandible. I know, we're creative like that. If you would like to do more and support us, please feel free to go to our Patreon and donate. Uh, Your donations help us go to cons, buy materials, and just keep our radio equipment working. Thank you so much, and remember... The ink monster wants to eat you!